You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, yo, what is up? You are listening to Locked On NBA Draft. This is your host, Rafael Barlow. And I got a special guest today. It is my guy. It's someone that I first talked about him. I want to say it was back in December. And he was kind of under the radar. Now his name is kind of buzzing. I've seen him in the 30s on draft boards. So I feel like I was on the the Blindberg bandwagon early. But before we get into (laughs) that... This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our locked on rooms. And now it is my guy, Vrenz Blindberg, who is from Belgium. But right now, as we are recording this, he is in Sacramento. What's up, Vrenz? What's up, man? Thanks. I can't be here with you again. Oh, yeah. Pleasure. Yeah, no problem, man. Like this is like we just talked about it offline. This is um, I mean, I feel like it's been good for for not only you, but for me, because when we did our first episode in December, nobody really knew who you were. And then here it is. We're like what two weeks less under two weeks or three weeks until the draft. And now I'm starting to see your name on social media mm-hmm. i saw your name on chat Ford. i saw your name on you know the the minnesota combine list so for those that don't know who you are because i'm sure they will soon <laughs> tell me a little bit about your background so actually before i get into that i saw the measurements you are 611 yeah Is that six, correct? with shoes with shoes on 611 611 so. guard and I, I, it's funny. That's what your your Twitter profile says: six eleven guard. I mean, like before, I, we are like saying it in meters and centimeters. So I right. thought I was like six ten, and then when I came here and I did like, like the first thing in OKC, they said, "Nah, you're not six ten. You're six eleven. I was like, "Oh, is that like that big a difference?" They said, "Yeah, it's a huge difference, and it's important." Yeah. See, I don't know the difference between centimeters and meters. When I lived in Europe, I could not translate kilometers or meters. I didn't know. Only thing I know is that my friend uh, is two meters. So he's like seven feet or or close to something like that. No, 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 no. Two meters is not seven feet. It's not? I'm two two meters ten and I'm six eleven. So Okay. So, yeah, I I got it all wrong. (laughs) See, I shouldn't even say that. We good. We good. We good. (laughs) All right. So. You're from Belgium, right? So yeah, tell the listeners about basketball in Belgium. I mean, in Belgium, most of the people don't even recognize Belgium. It's a small country next to Germany. More, more people know Germany because it's a bigger, bigger country. But Belgium, uh, Belgium basketball, it's all right. We got like a lot of veterans players and a lot of young players. We got like players from Spain, like getting some experience in Belgium. We got like two top teams. We got five decent teams and then we got two, yeah, not teams. And um, for like young players, it's good to get some experience in European basketball level and 
play against like older guys and yeah, getting experience. And that's good thing in Belgian basketball. But like I said, um, getting rec recognized in Belgium is tough. Right. And I think that is one of the biggest reasons why your name is just now starting to get some traction because mm -hmm. I've mentioned it before. If you play for Real Madrid or if you play for Barcelona or if you came from Italy or a country that had a reputation of producing NBA talent, I for think sure. your name would have been buzzing a long time ago. But mm -hmm. I want to ask you, how has this experience been? So you just flew into the United States last week. Yeah. Was this your first time in America? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it was the first time in America. Uh, I had my waiver like the 2nd of July. So I couldn't fly earlier to the States. We got all the paperwork had to be done. So I left Belgium the 4th of July. It was the first time in the States, like people came to me, uh, happy 4th of July. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's happening. Yeah, so I was that random guy over there. Um, but now nah, it's a lot, a lot of experience I'm getting here. Uh, I like it. I'm traveling alone. That's also a big part. I've always played in my own city, being close to my family, friends, and now being alone, making, uh, making some new friends, other players, meeting some other players. So it's a big, uh, experience. I'm really enjoying it. I'm, uh, enjoying the journey and, um, yeah, I trying to, trying to have fun in there. So. I mean, to me, that's kind of tough because I've lived abroad and I know what it's like to travel alone. Do you feel like overwhelmed? Like, you know, at the, where was your first workout? Was it Oklahoma City? Okay. okay so you yeah. went to the Oklahoma City, which is like this small rinky dink airport. No offense <laughs> to any of my listeners in Oklahoma City. <laughs> and then you went from there to Memphis. So you went to like two of the smaller markets. Uh -huh. But then you've also flown to like New York. So... <laughs> You've kind of seen like yeah, the smaller markets and, yep. and and the big ones. So, ones, yep. so like, tell me about like the first workout. What was it like? Was it, um, you know, are they doing interviews? Are they putting you on the court trying to see how well you shoot it? So, are they making it difficult yeah. for you? When, so I, like I said, I left the Belgium the 4th of July. I had a 20 hour flight getting there because I had like some stops between it. Well, it's not really easy to get in there. So I arrived there the, the 5th of July and uh, my workout was a sixth already. So I didn't have a lot of time to recover, but okay, whatever you got to do, we got to go through it. Um, so the 6th of July, I went to the workout. Um, we had a, we had a really good workout. Personally, I had a good workout too. Uh, Sometimes players getting interviewed, they're going to pick you out. They're going to ask you some things. You got to do some tests, whatever. And I had a really good feeling in OKC. They really did. They really showed some interest. And I had a good talk with all of them. And the workouts was good. It was like three on three, one on one, some basic stuff. So I really enjoyed the first one and then going out to Memphis. And it's, it's everywhere kind of the same thing. So you're getting used to it, but it's really fun out here. So they, they actually had you playing one-on-one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like, I mean, one-on-one -on -one in Europe is, is not really a big thing. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> no. a whole other basketball. And in the States, they kind of used to it, like pickup games, playing one-on-one, -on -one, isolation. So for me, it's like something different because I'm like, I'm a I'm a big team player. I, I, I rather give an assist than uh, make a basketball myself. But you're getting used to it and you got to go through it, like I said. And but 
Yeah, I'm re- like I said, I'm really enjoying it. So when you play one on one, did they have like a dribble limit? Was it like two dribbles, three dribbles, or yeah, like three dribbles, three dribbles, uh, or two? It depends from where you come. Like if we go in transition, you get you can get five or whatever. So it's it's tough. Everyone is giving themselves like two hundred percent. You gotta go really hard and show yourself. Yeah. Yep. All right. So what about like shooting drills? What type of shooting drills were they having you doing? Was it like spot um, shooting, like, movement shooting? Uh huh. Um. So you do during the practice. You go three on three, one on one, whatever. And between you could do a little bit shooting drills. But after the workout, you do a, like a hundred shots on every workout. You do it. And they uh, put it on paper, like how many you make, and that's also a thing. Like you, you start like catch and shoot, five, uh, five plus five shots, and then out of movement, uh, in transition, pick and roll, whatever. So you do a lot of shots. You gotta prove yourself there too, because it's really important to make your shots. So that's also been a big point for me. I'm shooting the ball really well out here, and uh, yeah, it's going really fine. So I'm happy at the moment, and I'm trying to stay on this track and. Yeah, keep going. All right. When we return, I want to ask you about how your experience went at the combine, I guess the second combine in Minnesota. So, friends, while you're here in the States, you have to try out a Built Bar. Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. I mean, there's something for everyone. When you talk about a Built Bar fan like myself, I'm definitely a passionate Built Bar supporter because they have so many different flavors like coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. And a Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's 100% real chocolate. And this week, they're actually having a new Built Bar flavor called Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like? It tastes like a classic thin mint cookie all the flavor without the sugar. It's 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, five grams of sugar. So you should order it today. It's the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code BUILT, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code, I'm sorry, promo code LOCKED ON, and you'll get 15% off at builtbar.com. Today on Road to the Finals, our NBA playoff coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more. It's off season. While we are recording this, it is just before game three of the NBA Finals. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, I'm... Uh... Nah, I don't have a favorite, but I will say Suns and Six because I really enjoy it. I'm really exciting to to see the book win uh, these finals and like CP3 winning his first final. So I'm, I'm going nice. for the Bucks, but we'll have going an for the Bucks? Yeah, I'm going for the Bucks. I want to see Giannis yeah. get one. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now I want to talk to you about Minnesota. So for the listeners that are out there, Minnesota, I guess the Minnesota combine was like a secondary combine. I think they had it to limit some of the travel between the prospects. The main combine was in Chicago. I want to say like a week before, but you weren't able to go to Chicago because you had some issues with your, your visa, right? 
yeah i didn't I, I couldn't travel over the states because normally i went like a week earlier than the combine i went like uh oh yeah you know him i know uh, I, I went normally to him to, to miami on me with ronnie taylor yeah. yeah because i couldn't go to the combine i put it that uh thing in miami on the combine dates so that i couldn't go either so i had to cancel it stay in europe but it was all right and now i'm here and yeah doing all of this nba workouts all right so minnesota so that was a bigger combine it was i read on on twitter that they invited like 48 guys do you know how many guys actually came I think around 40, 39, I think. 39 guys, all right. So I know that some of the names are probably some of the the bigger names, guys that are projected to go first round, but then there's a lot of guys that were second round. So I imagine you came into this combine as like this unknown. How was that experience? I think it was cool because if you're unknown, you can't can't show yourself like even more than others do. They got to show themselves. And I was like, I have nothing to lose. I can only like show positive things, how I am, how I am towards other teammates, what I can do on the court, what I can, uh, what I can do for other teams. And that was what I was trying to show. And also like we got, we had a lot of tests in the combine show um, that I have like a nice profile. That's also really important for them. So I think it was really good for me to show what I can do and what kind of profile I got. And, I think that's why there's coming like more interest now. Yeah, because ever since you left Minnesota, I saw that um, you you rised on Chad Ford's mock draft. I think prior to Minnesota, you weren't in the top 60. And I forgot what number he had you at exactly, but you jumped into the to the mid-30s, which is a, a pretty huge rise. So clearly you did well in Minnesota. And then after that, you had more workouts scheduled. You yeah. just had one in New York. And which I want to thank you for allowing me to break that news. My phone is still buzzing. I probably had like 300. I like it. I like like the the, the Twitter guys. And I try to be involved because they like it too, you know. Not a lot of guys in the NBA or whatever in basketball uh, talk to the fans. And I try to to give some feedback because like they like it. And I think it's important to, to have a connection with the fans and stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, I think your situation is unique. So from experience, I've met a few guys that are in your shoes, but they they're not as interactive. Like, I don't have to, like, go through an agent to talk to you. I don't have to go through a handler. If I want to reach out to you, I reach out to you direct. If I say, hey, you want to come on a podcast, you come on directly. If I mean, you're actually like talking to the Knicks fans, even the ones that are kind of like haters, you're engaging with them. So yeah, you're, it's, it's it's unique. Yeah, for sure. Because they, they got their opinion. I, I respect it. Um, so I got a lot of fans, but you also you got a lot of haters. So you got to you got to stay with it and like try to, to prove them wrong, you know? Yeah. And I mean, some of it is just because they're not familiar with, with your name. So they're going to assume so, like, oh, yeah, I don't know. It's not like breaking me down. It's something i live with it i laugh with it I ha- i'm having fun on the twitter stuff like if if i got some free time and getting on twitter it's always fun to see these guys reacting and trying to interact with them yep so how was new york 
So, I mean, I imagine this is your first time in the States. You go to, like I said, the smaller cities, Oklahoma City, Memphis. You probably don't have enough time to really see much other than the airport hotel. Nah, I was like oh. going like back to back to back because I don't have any time. And I, like I said, normally I had three workouts because I did because I did so well. I had like now I got 11. So everything is going like back to back. So I got no, no time to visit the city. Um, so that's a little bit of thing that I that I miss in here because I really want to visit some things because like being in New York, how many times I'm going to be in New York? You don't know. Maybe if a I lot. play here. A lot. You'll you be there a lot. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's been a lot of traveling, but it's fun. I, I really like New York. Also, the facility was really nice. It was like amazing there. Uh, so, no, nah, it's really cool. New York was also really cool. So what was your first thoughts when you were flying Hopefully you had a window seat, but when you're flying over New York and you see all of those buildings, what was your first thought? I mean, I'm coming from Belgium, so you got nothing out there. Like we got like uh, the highest building is like 10, uh, how do you say it? 10, Stories. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. And um, and here I, we were flying over and I was like, damn, this is crazy though. This is mad. This is insane. And uh, when I was driving, like it was like an hour drive, it, and I saw all the big buildings. Like that was yeah, it was amazing to watch. Yeah, I mean the saying is New York, New York, big city of dreams. Even like people that live in the states, going to New York their first time is it's it's still the same like wow factor because there's no other city, maybe Chicago that has such a condensed skyline where there's that many skyscrapers mm -hmm. just on top of each other. Yeah. Um, LA has a few, but not like that. Um, like I live in Dallas, Dallas has a few, but nothing like New York city. I mean, everything is just built up yeah. and yeah. I, it's, it's, I love New York. Like it's one of my goals to at least live there short term. So you, yeah. you're in New York and what type of workouts did they have you doing there? Was it different than Memphis and Oklahoma city? Uh, I think, so I said like, in OKC in Memphis, it was like a lot of one-on-one, -on -one, three three-on-three uh, shooting. Like in Minnesota, it was more like testing and like three-on-three -three also. But in New York, it was like also more like conditioning, like a lot of running, a lot of up and down, full court. So it was really tough in here. But I think I did a great job. I had a little, a little talk with like trainers and coaches. Also with Scott Perry, I had uh, a good talk. Uh, because he's the best friend of my agent and yeah I had a good talk over there and I, I really enjoyed uh New York and now yeah Sacramento is up next so you're in Sacramento now so yeah. I mean this traveling has to like be taking its toll on you because you went from like I said Oklahoma City Memphis Minnesota Minnesota to New York now you've flown clear across the country yeah to Sacramento and you have a workout yeah tomorrow so by the time this airs then you'll you'll be at least maybe even finished with your workout or going to your workout how do you feel physically like are you physically tired are you mentally tired is it overwhelming considering nah. the fact that like your future is all like <laughs> a lot of it is depending on how well you do in these particular workouts i mean uh because you want this so bad uh you go through it you don't think about pain. You don't think about tired, being tired. And 
I think I think that's literally it stays in the back of your mind. Like I know after OKC and Memphis, I was dead. Like I woke up uh, five hours before my workout in Minnesota, and it was a really important one. I was like my dead, my legs were dead. I, I couldn't even uh, stand up out of my bed, and uh, I was like, "What's going on?" And like on the workout, I didn't feel any pain because you are so focused and you you want that so bad that you forget all the pain and all the stuff and you just want yeah you just want to go and get it all right when we return i want to ask you about the remaining workouts you have but more importantly i want to have you describe who you are and describe your game to the listeners but before that i want to talk to you about bet online which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season is in full swing you can track all the action at Bet Online. You can get all the latest news, odds, info, all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and even UFC and MMA action. If you saw Conor McGregor's leg, I that that was not something that I wanted to see. That was actually pretty disgusting. But before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as your teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. If your teams are still alive, which most teams aren't because it's just two teams left in the NBA finals, but there's still baseball going on. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts, promo code locked on. And I'm with my guest, Vrenz Blindberg. All right. So, Vrenz, you are from Belgium, which we know that. Yep. You came into the United States a couple of weeks ago with only two workouts planned. Yeah, and then workouts, you, yeah. now you're up to 11. So, obviously, you're, <laughs> you're doing well. So, yeah, after... Yeah, I mean, clearly, if, if teams are inviting you and flying you out, that means you're, you're doing well. What teams do you have left to work out for? So I did OKC, Memphis, Minnesota, New York. Now I got Sacramento, Atlanta. Um, let me check it out because it's Charlotte, Charlotte. Charlotte and Atlanta. Which they're, New they're- Orleans. No, no, no. We got after Sacramento. We got Charlotte. Atlanta, New Orleans, Dallas, Raptors, Milwaukee. Wow. So you're you're literally going all over the country. Luckily for you, Atlanta and Charlotte, even though they're back-to-back. It was, it was close, right? right? Yeah, those are close. Um, New Orleans and Dallas, that's – I mean, they're, they're not too far apart. But you don't have any more cross-country unless you're going mm-hmm. – I mean, you don't have any more like New York to Sacramento – Unless you're going from like Dallas to Milwaukee. But what's interesting about these workouts is that the teams that are working you out, their picks are like all over the place. Like, for example, Dallas doesn't have any picks, which Mm -hmm. to me sounds like maybe they're looking to trade into the first round or the second round. Then you Mm -hmm. have Milwaukee, who has the first pick, I believe, in the second round. Mm-hmm. And then you have Toronto. They, their only pick is actually they have two picks, 46 and 47. 
Mm-hmm. Pelicans have two picks at 40 and 43. Atlanta has a pick at 48. Actually, the Pelicans have three picks. <laughs> so, so you're, wow, they have picks 40, 43, and 53. Charlotte has picks 56 and 57. If I'm not mistaken, they have an, another one. Yep. And the Kings are at 39. So we're still. You got OKC in New York too, and Memphis too. All these stuff. They are yeah. they are around like they are from like twenty to thirty six, I think. Yep. New oh York yeah, the Knicks at thirty two and fifty eight. They also have uh, nineteen and twenty one. Twenty one. Oklahoma OKC City has thirty four. Yeah, and thirty six too. Yep. So I mean, so, yeah. and, and fifty five. So it it seems like the teams that you're working out for have multiple picks. Yeah. And I mean, I think that puts you in a really good position to be drafted. So for the listeners that do not know anything about your game, I mentioned that you're a six eleven guard. We don't see six eleven guards. Like they don't grow on trees. And I, I feel like the only reason why, like I mentioned before, they haven't heard of you is because you are from Belgium, a country that is more known for waffles than producing basketball players. Yeah. Describe your game to the listeners that that are unfamiliar. I will. I will. I will start with like with the, the bigger things in my game. Uh, the biggest thing is like I'm very versatile. I can play multiple positions. I can't play in the, with the ball in my hands. I can play off ball. I can play pick and rolls, find open teammates, uh, even is the the roller, weak side corner, or looking for myself. Like I'm really versatile. That's a big thing, a big thing in my game. Uh, I like to play uh, up tempo, like grabbing boards, run the floor. Also really important. And yeah, with my length, it's like really easy to find open teammates because it's really important to me. Like you play together, uh, that I get my. I get easy assists and get my teammates getting uh, their points. So uh, that off ball, like playing catch and shoot, making decisions of the catch is also a big thing in my game. And then like defense being there, like team defense or man-to-man defense, getting someone out of the game, putting full court defense. Uh, Yeah, like in the past, I played like multiple positions. I was like a 3 and D guy. I was a backup point guard. And now last year I was like uh, the pick and roll guy, like the playmaker, like really the more a point forward. So, yeah, being versatile is the biggest thing in my profile, I guess. I agree. So I remember when I first watched your film and I've watched a lot of film on a lot of players. And to me, like watching film is like listening to a song for the first time. You can hear mm-hmm. the first five seconds of the song and you know whether you like it or you want to skip it. And when I watched your video, I knew within the first five seconds of watching it that 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 you were special because I think the first play I saw was a side pick and roll where you threw a lob to to my guy. And I hate that he left. Um, yeah, I hate that, too, because I, we had a good connection. Yeah, great though. chemistry. Yeah. And he, he ended up going to Monaco, right? Yeah, he did. Is he, he is he playing well. for uh, did he play for Senegal? And uh, yeah, he moved for Senegal, but they had like some COVID uh, problems, okay. so they didn't go through or whatever. So, yeah, so yeah, he's doing I mean, fine. yeah, you I have to reach out to him, but you guys had a great connection. So, that the first play, I was like, okay, wow, he just you know, first of all, I saw your size, how 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 tall you were, 
and then how comfortable you were handling the ball. Then I just saw like just the way you moved and the versatility. I saw you shooting jumpers. I saw like jumpers off the dribble, three pointers off the dribble. I saw like a little, a little flash in 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 your game. Like you know when you knew it was going in, you kind of like, you know you you ran down court like as soon as it left your hand, like you knew it was going in. But then I also saw you playing D on Teodosic, all right? Milos, who is a legend, and. And for for people that like aren't familiar with European basketball, Milos Teodosic is like one of the most legendary players probably in European right. history. Yeah. And here you are, you're a young guy, you're trying to make a name for yourself. You weren't intimidated at all. You weren't showing him. I had, I had great matchups against him. Yeah, and so and that team actually won the Italian league. So yeah. that was that, that was a yeah. pretty good team. So that's when I knew like, okay, not only are you skilled and and talented but you got some some toughness to your game and and confidence because i feel like confidence is is a big part of the battle and the way you were playing d on him like even though i'm sure you respected him as a legend you were playing him like look you're just another guy that's in front of me and Mm -hmm. i'm i'm you know i'm here to lock you down so I think your versatility fits well with today's NBA. I think that you have a skill set that all teams are are looking to add. So what is your goal for this summer as far as improving your game? What are the areas that you're looking to work on? Uh, I think I still need to be like I grew a lot. I went from like in a year from 160 LBS to 200 almost. So I made a really big step in that. Uh, but I still think I can improve a lot more in my body to get stronger, to attack the rim more, to even get teammates more open because I can attack the rim like and get contact. But also my shooting needs to develop a lot more, more consistency. Uh, my mid-range got to be better because I'm not using that enough. While I can use that way more than I, I do. So there are like a little bit things that will come due time during the time but i think yeah becoming stronger and that will yeah becoming stronger is the biggest point i think so this is just my opinion right so i have a background as doing skills trainers i've trained nba players i've trained euroleague players even like centers point guards and that's kind of how i've been able to like travel you know across Mm -hmm. the world and one of the things that i think would make you like really stand out because you already have like the team concepts of the game you already have the european training which is more team centric Mm -hmm. i would love to see you like work on all the individual stuff that american players do all summer the one-on-one the ball handling because you have the the coordination and the length to be able to get to your spots and just pull up and shoot over the top of you know anybody i look at paul george like i know a lot of people are against the mid-range shot but I look at Paul George he was the only player in the NBA this year to shoot over 50 percent on mid-range jumpers Mm -hmm. and the reason why Paul George is able to get to that spot and I mean even Chris Paul does because one he has the handle but he Mm -hmm. knows how to get to where he wants to on the floor and he can pull up and shoot over the top of anybody Mm -hmm. now Chris Paul is different he can't shoot over the top but he's mastered mixing guys up with his handle He's mastered just how to throw you off balance. And I think, like, for you, adding that one-on-one game would make Mm -hmm. you, like, I mean, it would make you a complete player on the offensive end because, 
you know, you can run the pick and roll and get guys involved. You can throw the lob to the lob threat. You can hit the weak side corner. But I think mm-hmm. in order for your passing to like really be unlocked is when you're a great one-on-one player. Like, and I look at like, like Ricky Rubio is a great passer. Mm-hmm. Luka Doncic is a great passer, but Luka is going to average more assists than Ricky because you have to double Luka. Yes. And he's such yes. a, a big time scorer. You look at James Harden, he's such a big time scorer. And mm-hmm. um, so, yes, I said I'd to say this like, I, I, I would love to see you like continue to like add some one on one to your uh, game. I agree on that. I agree on that. But yeah, for the. <laughs> For European players, it's a little bit different because we're not getting practiced on it. We like yep. more build like a team team yep. uh, aspect. That's why we get like, like I said before, like in the states, it's more like isolation, one on one, and pickup games outside. And we are like more based on running plays, running whatever execution. Like, yeah, execution. That's what I mean. And, and you can actually kind of see where it hurt like Team USA this weekend. When yep. they play Nigeria, I mean, the talent-wise, USA is head and shoulders better than Nigeria. Nobody on sure. Nigeria would make Team USA, but they play so much isolation. One of my good friends is on Nigerian team. I was asking him, like, what was, like, what did you see out there? He's like, yeah, a lot of the guys didn't know how to catch and shoot. They're so used to having the ball in their hands all the time yeah. that once they passed it, they were taking dribbles into contested shots. It is. So, I mean... That's why I love FIBA basketball because it's totally different than the NBA. A guy yeah. that is great in the NBA could be average in FIBA, and a guy that is who we think is just an average NBA player is great in FIBA play. So this Olympics yeah. is going to be crazy. Crazy, yeah. Sure. Well, friends, man, I thank you and appreciate you for coming on. This is it's always fun. I'm looking forward to doing more of these. Hopefully I can just continue to like – have you on we can talk about your journey because i think it's going to be interesting because you know you got belgium on your back <laughs> you got you got yeah, the whole it is. really really you got it the is. whole country watching you yep. thanks well all right again this is rafael barlow you're listening to locked on nba draft rafael from nba draft junkies i forgot to plug nba draft junkies if you're looking for video breakdowns of different prospects or your favorite prospects in the 2021 nba draft go to my YouTube channel, NBA Draft Junkies, but this is my guest, Vrenz Blindberg. Hopefully, the next time I talk to Vrenz, it will be right after being drafted. I hope this so, is, man. I will do everything to make it come through. I, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. All right. Once again, this is Rafael with Vrenz Blindberg, and we are out.